G'day guys and welcome back to the Venture Beyond podcast. This is episode eight, where we had the pleasure of talking to Justin from Yellow Express. Yellow Express is a point-to-point delivery service that specializes in bulky goods. And Justin's story of entrepreneurship is one you're going to learn a lot from in this pod. Well, we have the great pleasure of uh, having Justin join us today. Justin... And myself, James, and the team at Hustle have been working together now for some time. Feels a lot longer yes. than it actually than <laughs> it actually is, and more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the guy likes to whinge about money. <laughs> <laughs> Show us your watch. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's he's not doing it tough, but he's an Aussie battler, yeah. and he's had he's had a really really interesting story, uh, one that we're excited to share with you provided justin is too and we um we admire what he's done with yellow express we're really excited by what we are doing together and where we're going and in order for us to really talk that through and and give you the insights that we've generated together we probably need to hear from justin to to hear the origin story and how you've gotten to where you are today sure um justin lewis i uh am a big part of the yellow express team I like to say that because um, uh, it's uh, companies uh, more or less, you know, without the the uh, uh, what do I say? I really like to be inclusive when I say that because uh, companies are just an ABN number and a glossy brochure, uh, and sort of uh, you know, uh, Yellow Express is a is a um, a whole bunch of people all doing everything very well. Yeah, it's a special company. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, got a special yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah I mean, for sure. You know, I, I see a lot of parallels between what I'm seeing at Yellow Express with what we see at our family, our family's business at Perfection. Mm. I think the, the loyalty you have to your team and your team has for you, mm. the commitment, the, uh, the attention to detail as well. Yes. The, the absolute care. Yeah. Um, that that you stand out absolutely in that. And and by the way, and that's that also. Um, I think we're the only company that. Um, I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but you know, from what I've seen in the industry in the last you know, twenty years, I think yeah, we 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 really do sincerely include our guys on the road. Yeah. And you know, I think most. Uh, you know, I'm only speaking for myself here. <laughs> I feel like I should preface everything I say with in my opinion. Yeah. So I stay out of the shit. But, you know, everything seems to be going to the lowest bidder these days and and uh, people on the road are looked at as commodities. Yeah, but you've done a good job in d- differentiating yourself. So I, I guess we, we should tell the audience what Yellow Express is. It's point-to-point delivery for bulky goods. Yeah, so we're, we provide a man and a big van on demand. Yeah. And so rather than talk about the services that we do, we... We sell the product mm-hmm. and we also sell the man behind the van. In saying that, um, I'd love I'd, I'd love a, a woman to come and be a, a one of our DSOs on the road. But yeah, And every time we get one through, I get so excited and I do the interviews and it never ends up happening and all that sort of stuff. Well, there's the call out if any, mm-hmm. if any woman are listening. Yes. Justin wants to hear from you. Correct, yeah. Love but um, you, you have differentiated yourself mm-hmm. um, quite successfully and and, it, and aligns with where you want to go and 
and the work that we're doing together, the the uh, phrase that you used when we first met was that you want to become the Uber of bulky goods, uh, bulky delivery. Where did that come from? Yeah, so it's an interesting story. Um, the, the curry industry has gone through many phases. Right now it's in a phase where we're basically all alone. And um, so what that means is, is that, you know, most um, delivery services, so when you go and uh, order something online, it normally goes from a car to a, uh, you know, a, a truck to a warehouse to a, sometimes a plane back to a warehouse, back goes through various sets of hands. Mm. And, um, you know, so we are definitely a, a point-to-point Mm-hmm. which is obviously very Uber-esque. And we were doing this stuff before Uber existed. Yeah. And so, and it's an interesting story how it came out. We were more of a traditional, say, courier company. And I hate to use the word courier yeah. because we're just not a courier. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of a <coughs> van rental that comes to you slash one above that slash one below two men in a truck. Yeah. You know, so if, if you buy something on Facebook Marketplace... It uh, costs you $50 and it's a plastic table and chairs and it's sitting in Parramatta and you need to get it to uh, Tamarama or Bondi. Yeah, you know, of course, someone's buying yeah. a $50 plastic table and chairs in Bondi. Um, yeah, how do you get it there? Yeah, and so, quickly. And quickly and, and, and around the money, you know. So there's exactly. value. So that, that's where we sit and... It's an interesting story how that came about. I remember back in the, our sort of more traditional ways. Of course, that's Vince. G'day, <laughs> G'day Vince. <laughs> we are going to get tickets to, uh, uh, what is it, Jimmy, Jimmy Carr? Car, yeah. yeah, anyhow. Um, so, uh, yeah, I remember walking past one of the, one of the chaps in, uh, uh, in the call centre and I heard, yeah, sorry, sir, we don't do that. And I'm like, hey, what is it that we don't do? It's a pretty <laughs> slow day. Yeah. What is it that we don't do? Oh, you need uh, a table picked up from here to there. And you normally have to have an account with this and all that sort of stuff. Right. So I said, give me the phone. I got the phone. I said, what do you need? And he said, X, Y, Z, one, two, three. I said, done, we'll do it. How do I pay? And I went, oh, give us your credit card. Didn't even have credit card facilities. Yeah. I forget how we got the money. Yeah. But we just did the job. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we made enough profit out of one job than would have taken to do... 10 jobs yeah. in the real world mm-hmm. um, uh, with, um, you know, if we went and went to one of those horrible tenders where you go to where there's a there's a hundred people, a hundred yeah. companies under the same roof vying for the same business, fighting over the last three cents per kilometre. And that, that always goes to the lowest bidder. Yeah. And then, you know, the poor guy on the road behind the wheel is cops the brunt. He's the one that that shitty out. deal done by that useless salesman, mm-hmm. which I hate, of which I am one. Um, well, apparently not useless. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm a bit hard on myself like that, but I don't. I just hate that whole typical yep. sales model. So prior to that, you weren't really doing B two C. It was it was it was all B two B, contract base. Yeah. Yep. And I, well, this was good. I made a quid. The operator made a quid. Mm-hmm. I call them operators. Don't call them drivers anymore because yep. our guys are special. Yeah, um, they're smooth operators, like that's <laughs> like that song. And you know, they our guys go through a really intense, you know, training uh, mm-hmm. uh, platform before they get on board. And you know, whereas you're looking at 
I mean, I don't know how it is these days, but it used to be, mate, here's a shirt, here's a radio. Get out in the road and we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Real, you know, race to the bottom stuff. But as it stands now, you look at my competitors and you look at me, we're the number one rated company. Yeah. Why don't you think any other competitors have done it either? Call me strange, but I'd prefer to make a buck than go for these market share businesses. And I just love a good deal. Doesn't everyone, a good deal is when everyone wins. When the company wins, the employees win, you know, the guys on the road win. You know, I had a young kid that started with me three weeks ago, 18 years old. I, I don't even want to say how much money this kid made because it'll give everyone the shits. No, yeah, I, I think no, you I should. I can't. It's, you're it's, not telling. You're not saying a name. Yeah, I know. But everyone, <laughs> it's just like. Range. But I just rough, rough. He he blew our record out of the water, and our record was thirty six hundred bucks. That's awesome. Monstered it. Yeah. Just a good, hardworking kid. And by the way, on that subject, I mean, you know, it's just these things which I think are the enemy of the world. You know, mm. you, you, there's always something that's going viral. The latest generation, what are they? What, what are they called? Gen Z. Gen Z, are they? Yeah. What? My boy, he's 14. Is oh, he Gen Z? He, I think he might be Gen X. Is that the one after that? No, Gen, Gen X is me. Generation. I, I'm not sure. Anyhow, after the latest age. generation is yeah. allegedly the most useless. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. and because there wasn't a war for them to get shipped off to uh, in right. description yeah. and my grandfather... You know, yeah, it's a World War One, and, 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 and interest rates and our were eighteen percent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and our kids are busy getting their hair dyed pink. You know, it's it's just that. But you know, there's just uh, we, Yellow Express has got so many great examples of just people coming through. Great operators. We teach them our our very unique business. Mm. They jump on board. They're my sales reps. Yeah. You know, they they're driving around billboards. They're making a buck. Yeah. I'm making a buck. And it's just a great little business. And we're busy at the moment um, working with you guys to help me scale the business yeah. after yeah. my tragedy that was the US, the US venture. Before we go there, I mean, I just ju jump in and say that your business is unique and the way that we met was unique. I mean, you, you walk into the HQ at Yellow Express and you kind of, it has a, Certain certain aura about it. It's a massive workshop with vans and. and it, it's a man cave with a business attached yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, offices no. are the least impressive part. <laughs> <laughs> the front is literally a man cave. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Um, and then the way the way that we met, you called out through this window. I think I was standing up here on, on the balcony. Yeah, we were making lunch. Yeah, and I think what you say it was something like um, websites, apps, and ventures. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like I get it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, my life is a billion of those stories sticky taped together, and you know, and I just it would have happened. I'm kind of a slightly uh, my life. You know, I've been compared to a slightly less retarded Forrest Gump. <laughs> so. <laughs> Forrest goes through life and he yeah. ends up starting a prawn business. And anyhow, so, uh, anyhow, so the, uh, the does all right too. Yeah, so this is your Bubba Gump. Yeah, yeah, Bubba Gump. Anyhow, it, it would have, honestly, I can't remember, but it kind of would have been we need help doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three. And I'm like, well, who does that stuff? And, you know, someone that does this. And it would have been Lisa that said it to me. And uh, Lisa, I love you, Lisa. <laughs> she's that been with cute. me 27 years yeah. Yeah. I'm her first job the first job is amazing
That is amazing. Uh, and you've got a, a bunch of people at Yellow Express who've worked there forever. Will's right? been there for 36 years. John, who had a stroke last year, he's been there. Oh God! What did we just reveal about you? Your personality? <laughs> no, I love everyone that works there, mate. We've just got the weirdest little crew, and it does sound like you've had a, a very uh, unique life. Uh, every time we talk, you're just like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I was like a yeah, yeah. I was in the Backstreet Boys or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Homeaway. Uh, you yeah, got to talk us through that." Uh, yeah, sure, man. How long you got? The, 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 um, it's give us, a, give us your top three, top three stories. Oh, hang on a second. Wait a sec. yeah. Let me finish off the other. One. So I'm walking along, and next thing you know, like anything, it's just like I've got this weird person that lives in my head, and uh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of I don't know. I just I, I just go through life, and I get involved in things, and always with great intentions, and you know. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm my father's son. My dad's a great bloke, just like your dad's a great bloke. I saw, watched your podcast that uh, beamed out live to your 50 followers. <laughs> <laughs> just like this one, Mill. I'm, yeah. here to, I'm here to bump it up. You don't, you yeah, don't, mind, you don't mind the jabs. It doesn't, I want, hurt. I want, it doesn't hurt. I want 100. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow. Um, but look, I just remember going past and I, we, there was a conversation and I looked up and I went, it was like, oh, the, the sun coming through the clouds. It's like, yeah, that'll do. And they're behind there. And the thing I liked about when I saw the sign out the front, I literally saw you because I saw a sign. This place was for sale forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, sold. Oh, okay, someone's bought it. Yeah. They offered it to me. I thought, no. Nah, it wasn't good much money. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said this place was 100 grand. I went, ah, you're dreaming. <laughs> and um, someone bought it. Next thing you know, the sign went up. I'm like, yeah, that'll do. And I like that you're behind hq yeah because i like this it's got it no one people aren't doing enough of this anymore it's like in front you've got to be physical yeah it's yeah i'm sick sick of google meets honestly oh that's terrible yeah so and and i I love that the um you sort of did all the things listed on the and i just love that because how else do you find people do you google them yeah you you google them and someone else makes money Google does. Yeah, I like that. that I like that the sign guy made his money. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's pretty old. The sign guy is probably local. Uh well, he's a friend of a friend. Yeah. There you go. Getting yeah. the money in the family. I'm yeah, that, pretty I'm much. That, I'm that guy. You know? Yeah. It's not the, the way people normally find us, but it's definitely it's definitely been a great way for for us to, it, you know, this this office being here, being in this local community has been really nice. Yeah. Like you know, walking around here, it feels like it feels like we're part of the part of the furniture now. I want to get back to this uh, to, to this voice in your head that, yeah. that keeps whispering to you. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Look, I've uh, I've, I've um, Yellow Express is a, definitely a reflect a, a reflection of my personality, and I think any good business is it's a reflection of you know people's personality. Mm. I mean, I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday who was a big part of a very famous Australian company, and he went and met with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, right, right. and. Um, even, you know, you're talking four years ago, five years ago. I don't know what Mark's doing these days, but Mark. Something in the metaverse. Mark. <laughs> First Mark. name, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wahlberg or Zuckerberg? <laughs> Both would be epic. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and he's, you know, runs his business. Mm. And his business is a reflection of him. He'd that, like to be uploaded to the metaverse, so that, no, no surprise. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't get it. Yeah. Not interested. You know. No, I'm not living in VR. That's, I'm just not yeah, going to do it. Uh, 
I think with this podcast for me, the, the stories that have hit the, hit the hardest is like Dad's and then Simon's, which is coming coming through next this week. Today maybe it's been posted. Um, and it's all about entrepreneur, entrepreneurial stories. Mm. And I think like you <clears throat> seem to be a natural born entrepreneur. Um, and Yellow Express is the one of oh, the main company that you've worked on your whole life. Can you start, try and give us a little bit of a start from the beginning, how you ended up in a, it's a, it's almost a hundred year old company, how you ended up in Yellow Express. Um, let's just start there. Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, my it, Yellow Express has been in my family for forever, for mm-hmm. since I can remember. And, um, uh, what it was back in when it originally started to what it was when my dad, you know, bought it and then what it was to is now is kind of very different. However, but there's something about that little yellow express tag that sort of remained a constant throughout the years. And that is, um, I'm going to sound a little bit mushy here, but it's, it's, there's a lot of, Lot of, again, I said before, I'm, a, I'm my father's dad. I'm a, oh, sorry, I'm my dad's son, yeah. and my dad's a good bloke, just a good bloke, and he believes in. He's very pro worker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, at some stage we were a very working class family, um, and um, I think it's important to also know that you know any business that has you know workers that especially work physically uh, in the business. Mm. And I'm differentiating that to people that sit behind a desk who equally contribute. But, you know, physical work, physical labour, I think has got, you know, this this isn't the value that should be put on physical labour. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, so um, so where the business is today is, is uh, um, and I kind of, I probably but you skirt, you, skirt, you skirted over a, a fact there, which is your dad bought, the Yellow Express company is that yeah. is that how it? Ask him that question. I've actually got it on video because I sat him down one day and 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 I like to have these things yeah, captured, captured and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And it's a really interesting story. I, I don't, I'm not completely sure on the technicalities of it, but it basically went broke and and then sat on a shelf. And, and dad, picked it up, dad right? got his hand on it yeah. and bought it off a company that that had it, and he paid a thousand pounds for the name. Thousand yeah. pounds. There you go. And Yellow Express yeah. previously, before it went bankrupt, was like a transportation company still. Yeah, heavy haulage, but they had also, uh, they had big vans and stuff. And, yeah. you know, and then one of the vans I actually uh, managed to get my hands on and I did a big uh, did a big restoration on it and that's sitting up in the showroom. Yeah, yeah. It's welcome to come and check it out. Yeah. Sitting at Lorna May, I named it after mum. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah come through Roselle, visit Yellow Express, then come visit Hustle. Yeah, 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 <laughs> true. The, the, you'll, the probably, you'll probably see us up there at Yellow Express yeah, anyway. Probably. The, the business tour of Roselle. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Two key businesses to see. And I got my hands in the company a bit over 20 years ago. What was the catalyst for that? Why, why did you get into the company? <sighs> Dad wanted to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two brothers. They weren't interested really yeah. in doing that. And I didn't want some rando to end up with the company and because I've grown up with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I was uh, doing various things. Yeah. I was in the mobile phone game and buying and selling cars and all that sort of stuff. 
born salesman. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, you, sure. You definitely are. Am Come I? on, you are. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like you really don't want to sell in this podcast. So yeah, please, <laughs> please sell. <laughs> I want to buy something at the end of this. Okay, fair enough. Done. <laughs> let's Done. make it like, right. the, like TVSN or something like that. All right, let's get the show on the road. Uh, uh, they're funny. I watched one of those TVSN uh, commercials the other day. And the guy's sitting there and he's allegedly talking freestyle to this guy. But you can so tell that just off... Yeah. Off center, he's reading a script. One hundred percent, yeah. And then I said this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so pretty much, your dad bought the the company, Alu Express. Yeah, it's quite an interesting story. I don't know. I don't know. It, I can't recall it exactly, but yeah, things like the fax machine. Uh, the people used to send goods through taxis, and then the 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 taxis were also one off, pick up point to A to B. Yeah, and that's it. And then couriers, the, the, the word or term couriers, uh, was different because a courier uh, could go and put multiple parcels on, go in the general direction, and then drop multiple parcels off, which would make it slightly more efficient if you wanted to wait a little bit longer to get your parcel. So then the courier industry bloomed. And then, uh, then things like, and, and here's a weird thing, it's like all of a sudden um, a fax machine was invented. And then all of a sudden, oh, we don't need to send that document to the courier. To so that would affect the courier industry. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm. And then, um, uh, you know, uh, things like you could get documents signed on a PDF and you could email a PDF. Mm -hmm. And therefore the printing industry goes out of business. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't have to create paper anymore. So then, so there was, we had many businesses that, you know, were in, in Yellow Express's repertoire mm -hmm. yeah. that uh, were... Um, you know, integral to our survival, and all of a sudden we started losing them. That's yeah. why I started thinking of different ways mm -hmm. to get business. Yeah, yeah. Which is hence well, where we are now. It's yeah. all evolution. Yeah, and Pretty being disrupted, and and you know, looking at that as an opportunity rather than, uh, I guess, both a threat but also an opportunity. And I, I love the fact that you that you get in the call center, mm. grab the phone off someone. We can actually do that. Yeah, and then yeah, that, that starts yes. the whole thing. Let's say yes. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So everybody out there that's wanting for the gold nugget from the entrepreneur, <laughs> which I hate. I'm not an entrepreneur. Believe in yourself. Because I don't want to. I don't want to be in, in that. You know, there's there's guys that uh, I knew this. Just one. don't put it on your profile. That's no, all. I, yeah, I'm comedian, <laughs> but but there's I hate it when people want to be called entrepreneurs. They they dodgy up their uh, their. Um, you know, what they're worth so they can send it to the BRW so they can yeah. get on the top 30 list and you find out two years later they're crooks. <laughs> you know. Yep, they're out there. And just so they can, you know, get a few more likes. Yeah. I don't want to be, uh, I don't consider myself, I just consider myself uh, a bloke that goes to work and loves the people that he works with, you know, internally and externally and I try and connect with as much as the guys on the road and all that sort of stuff. And because um, I know how tough it is because I used to do it, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And how rewarding it is. I love driving for my company. It's fun. What was the football team you were driving? It was... Uh, well, you picked up Oh, that's it. right. We did a job recently for the Spanish women's soccer team. I don't know how I ended up with that job. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I feel no. like Lisa gets a good job and she just calls you and it's like, all right, I got one for yeah, you. Yeah, we've got like a bat phone. Yeah. <laughs> Every time a job like that comes through. <laughs> You know, there was a there was a lesson I was I was told. I don't know whether it's completely right, but when I was younger, just getting into business, that uh, in a small business you want the owner to always be able to get a, get in the kitchen. You know, sure. um, so in this business, I always felt like I knew, needed to know enough about everything, 
and obviously in software, software is my core, my core skill. But then everything else in the marketing space is all the stuff I had to learn, all the stuff I had, had to add to my, you know, my capability in order to be able to direct the team and actually know when somebody comes to me with something, whether it, whether it's sound and, and it makes and it makes sense, is going to deliver value. So by the same token, I think that's what you're doing. You're able, you're able to, you know, walk in their shoes, understand what they're going through. You have to. And therefore be able to train them properly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no. So look, and the, the, the scaling part of the business is I do have a scalable product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I sort of, there was a stage where I thought, okay, I'm ready to scale. This was the US, yeah? The US. And, uh, and so, uh, especially too, when you get it, like, I've had some of the biggest names in transport and logistics mm-hmm. literally knock me off verbatim of the things that I come up with, the strap lines and the, you know, the send, move, delivers and all that sort of just stuff. Just grab it and... Just steal it. Yeah. You know, the biggest names. Bezos being one of them. He knocked <laughs> off my... Oh, okay. In my opinion. What did he knock you off for? Okay, so uh, that at my, years ago, I, I thought to myself, I can't... I've got to differentiate myself. I don't want to have couriers on the word because a courier... The problem is with the word courier, uh, it's, 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 it's connected to um, an image of a guy that's driving down the road too fast and yeah. smoke's blowing out of his, the back of his vehicle and, you know, his vehicle has been washed for, you know, eight yeah. months and, and the guy's cranky and he turns up and, you yeah. know, and let me get, and I want to circle back to couriers and people that work in transport. Because that's what all this is about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, but we'll make sure that. I don't forget yeah, this we'll because I want to. Because everyone, I'm, all the couriers now in, in Australia are probably angry, going, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? But I love that's you guys. the hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, and so I wanted to create something that was a person that was just so happened to be in a van. Mm-hmm. That's a really good guy, and is an operator. So we come up with the acronym, and I love acronyms. Mm-hmm. Come up with the acronym DSO, yep. a Yellow Express DSO, Delivery Services Operator. Mm-hmm. Delivery meaning delivering whatever. Whatever, yeah. Okay, services. Mm-hmm. Great word, service. Operator. Operator. An operator can operate. You're an operator. I'm an operator. You're an operator. Phoenix is an operator. Yep. And uh, operators they operate. Just do. Yeah, surgeons operate. Yeah. You know, so we do things with precision, all that sort of stuff. So we come with that. And when I went to uh, the US and we started spruiking the product, it was in 2017, within a couple of months, you know, uh, Amazon came out with the DSP, Delivery right. Services Partner. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the guff, which is now offline. Yeah. It was almost knocked off verbatim. Wow. And, you know, that was a bit cool. But, yeah, and that apparently that sort of shut its pants. But um, another acronym is Great Send, Move, Deliver, SMD. Yeah. What's that acronym? But I didn't realise because I went and put a number plate 01. Wait, hang on. So SMD on my car and everyone's driving past. You getting beeps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah so, um, That's great. Back Oops. to couriers though. I mean, the uh, and I'll segue into these cool hats that we're wearing, which are going to be collector's items uh, because of various reasons. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's that's the biggest mm. transport company in Australia. Yeah. I'm Send Move Deliver. Move Send. They decided to come up with Move Send Deliver. <laughs> Congratulations, well guys. Well done. Fantastic. 
God, they're creative. And then I, I've trademarked the term "work for yourself, not by yourself." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, and then someone uh, and another giant company come up with you know a recruitment thing that and the guy, it's, whatever. Anyhow, it's good to know. I'm regardless. I'm, I'm I mean, you're on. You're onto something. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, and. Uh, so Courier, it seemed to me, based on your description, you you feel like it puts them, it puts the service in a kind of lowest common denominator bucket, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I know it shouldn't be because um, okay, couriers, uh, the courier, your typical courier, that you know, um, wakes up extremely early, puts his own fuel in his car most of the time, mm. in his van most of the time, mm-hmm. doesn't even get to kiss his kids goodbye in the morning. Um, Gets out and to the pickup delivery point and puts eighty parcels in his van and and uh, is on the road by sort of seven a.m. and is, has to do his quota on that day. Otherwise, you know, there's issues for him and mm. has to do with you know ungrateful people you know, in the form of customers. A customer only call customer will not call you ninety nine percent of the time and say, "Hey, mate, thanks for delivering that on time." <laughs> yeah. They're only going to call you like the one percent of the time when you Where you got it you got it late or whatever. Yeah. And then people love getting on their keyboard and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did this and this happened and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and there's ways around that too, by the way. But, you know, and but let's look, let's really think about couriers and people that drive in the industry, even for big tech and all that sort of stuff. They are the most underappreciated workers, in my opinion, mm. in the country. Now, what do you, what do you, they deliver happiness, right? Everyone's on their phones ordering things all yeah. across the world and this and that and all that sort of stuff. And the little endorphin rush you get yeah. when the courier turns up and you see it's it's coming today and yeah. all that sort of yeah. thing. And then that 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 person appears in your life and delivers this happiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, that person does not get enough credit and um, and is is too busy to you know uh, to um, because he's got to get on to the next delivery to worry about issues that you know, may Yeah, but have. that's and the it, framework he's been given, right? Like he's been sure he's been but, told that he has to meet a quota, and you know. But that framework starts at a point where it starts at, you know, a gigantic company yeah. has a team of accountants and analysts and, and analysts and, and spreadsheets and lawyers and bullshit and you yeah. know and uh, and. 100% of the time, 100% of the time, mm-hmm. that business is going to go to the lowest bidder. And I can tell you right now, when that happens, the last person they're thinking about is the poor guy on the road. Actually yeah. doing, doing that last mile, yeah. doing that last one, dealing with all the bullshit. Mm. It's... It, it's uh, and because my dad's always been big on, you know... Um, my dad was a mad lefty. He used to get down at... Uh, the domain, jump on the soapbox. From a labor perspective, it sounds like, right? Like he lefty from a, you know, cared about, cared about the labor. The labor. I, I, I think left and right, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, when my dad was, you know, getting around and uh, sort of, you know, starting on his career and all that sort of stuff. Probably very I different. think left and right were completely different, you know, yeah. right yeah. now. Right now, like with my son, I don't teach him how to think. Uh, I don't teach him what to think. I teach him how to think. Yeah. You know, so I think, uh, you know, um, that's important. But look, back to the, the, yeah, good, old, the good old, but back to the good old courier. Yeah. I just think the, 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 the courier, the transport worker, the, uh, the person that uh, behind the wheel, whether it's behind a big truck or behind, you know, picking somebody up, some 
annoyed in an Uber customer in an Uber and all that sort of stuff, uh, yeah. or in a ride share. You know, they're the most underappreciated people, probably. Yeah, well, lowest the, lowest paid if they're not working at Yellow Express. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So when, when I'm telling you, I, we, we no no. I, right. I see some horror stories about people working for these big companies that we all celebrate. Mm. You know, um, like Uber in particular, right? Like because they're at an arm's length with all of their with all of their drivers. I had the most annoying uh, experience the other day with a bike that I rented and I couldn't park it anywhere and the teal was, and I tried to contact them, nothing, no, no, no it's one just, cares. No, can't get onto any yeah. actual human to resolve the issue. And the annoying yeah. thing is that, okay, sure, they went and, what Uber did was uh, when they came to Australia, because that's all I can speak for, they used the hire car industry mm -hmm. to get a foot in the door so everyone could have a really convenient way to book a hire car and pay the same price as they would a taxi. Yep. Once the hire cars got them a foot in the door, they said goodbye to the hire cars. Mm -hmm. So the hire cars had a, had their time to shine for a year or two or whatever. Yep. And then it went back to everyone that just had a car that, you know, drove down the street long, well, long enough. Uber, but what they're clever did, marketers though. Sure, right? okay. But what it did was, yes, we all hated taxis mm. and still hate taxis, mm. right? Because... Back in the cash economy, you know, you have to you know, shuffle through or at the end you pay for it. Yeah. And we're all in too much of a hurry to spend an extra 30 seconds to pay the cabbie. Of course. But what you've got is you've got tens of thousands of cabbie licences and cabbies that are unsophisticated mm. uh, um, uh, companies mm. and, and, and individuals that pay tax. Yeah. So what happens when all of those uh, taxi drivers and people that own taxi uh, plates no longer exist? Yeah. Ruins or, their lives too. Uh, there's, and there's less tax being paid because mm -hmm. because the sophisticated companies like rideshare companies, you know, send their money offshore, yeah, and then there's less tax coming into. It. So what's the real? Yeah, you know, and I'm pretty sure that the Australian government fixed that though. There was that was a big problem um, about four years ago. Facebook knows? was the same, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, no. But I, the thing the thing I I always hear is is that you know that look. Uber did a really good job of, at least in Australia, of the marketing, and they went they went after scale right away. But in stark contrast to what you're doing, you you you've got business acumen, mm. you've got a proven service, yeah, and now you're looking to scale, and yep. that to me makes a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, sure. Because you know they've uh, Uber's been pre-profit forever, right, <laughs> and they're only just starting to actually generate profit. So it's it's a completely different paradigm. Mm. And I think coming from it, from your, from your, the history that you've and, and the company that you've built, it's only going to to lead to a more successful outcome for everybody because you've got that you've got that paradigm in place. Yeah, true. I mean, look for sure, we know we're onto something. Mm. Okay, because yeah, you guys are pretty switched on kids from a switched on family, and um, you know, I didn't do too much other than just say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. This is where I want to go." And you guys are like, "Hell yeah." Yeah. You know, and um, see that. so, you know, there's, but I, I just want to make sure in particular, because my, my, uh, my experience in the US was horrific in the sense of, I didn't mind that I got my ass handed to me because I learned what not to do when I go back there mm -hmm. and I did it on my coin and not someone else's. And I'd be horrified if I borrowed money off someone or got an investor yeah. to go and do that. And I've never had an investor. I've never had a partner. No. with anything I've done mm. and, and mm. so um, you know so when I go back there I just want to make sure that um, 
it doesn't get how do I say this? You've I've I've literally went to the US with a credit card and started mm-hmm. a business mm-hmm. and just and and you know and did did what I thought was right. I thought I made the mistake of thinking I could just pick up what I got here and take it over there because they're Americans and they're the, and we're, we're the same. We're the same because <laughs> we've been to every war with each other yeah. since World War Two. So I thought of, obviously we're going to be the same. Yeah. And sh- I just couldn't have been further from the truth. I mean, we started in Miami, yeah. and then the only good thing about you know. <laughs> hey everyone we'll from Miami. We'll uh, take no, that no, offline. No, don't take it offline. Look, Miami is just another planet. Yeah. Again, in the planet that is the US. The good thing about Miami, it's close to the United States. <laughs> it's just not the United States. Yeah, they don't, they don't want I got, to claim it, do I they? could do another four podcasts on the stories out of Miami. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, I remember you telling me that there but, was one. But, re- sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but American life is so stressful. Yeah, it's just you can feel it in the air as soon as you get off the plane. Mm. Everything there, like that, and then you start to drill down. I was not even. I was not politically engaged and at all. I've never voted in this country up until that point. Okay, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Send me the bill, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I was not politically engaged. But when yeah. you get there and everything's politics is a sport there yeah it is and so you start to look at how americans live how they think the stresses the day in day day out stresses the obvious ones healthcare. yeah you know so and i i interviewed hundreds of really good good people Mm -hmm. i mean america's a a human test Mm -hmm. it's a it's a the talent pool is is large and generally speaking right that like from what i understand the baseline is quite high yeah but that's up there mm. but in you know when you're talking about a, a, a country that's got you've got 80 percent of people living paycheck to paycheck how stressful would that be yeah and if you get sick you're either going to die or go bankrupt mm. that's, that's insane wild. yeah like that's mental. That's so I want to make sure that if we, if and when we get back to the US, and I'm very sure this business is going to be very successful and it's going to scale great. It's going to offer a service to uh, consumers that doesn't exist and does, but not in the perfect way that Yellow Express exists. And you know, as long as we download what's up there and you guys are doing a great job in translating that, and that's the big tough thing for me mm. uh, to get people that can stand me long enough. To <laughs> 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 um, you know, but uh, you know, what I want, what uh, my big vision for the US is, and I, everyone that wants to go to the US and scale, they all think about you know, when, when we buy our G650 and, yeah. and all this bullshit. I just want to do some van work over there for some nice American people and do some freebies and all that sort of stuff. But what I really want to happen in the US, I want us, and we're part tech company now, Mm -hmm. okay, definitely. I want us to be an example for how other tech companies should treat their workers and how they should spread the love way more than what they do. Man, I got, it's it's happening in this country. I got some fries delivered to my house Mm. at 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> right, and I just did it to see if it would happen. Yeah. I was up. I had jet lag. I was, and I, I took a screenshot off of it, and my six dollar fries got delivered for. I think it was free delivery because it was McDonald's. Six bucks, two thirty in the morning, and the other day I was jet lagged again, and I went through a walk through the place, and there's all these people that are just awake on electric bikes waiting for him. Yeah. Some, 
That's prick like me to yeah, order and fries. And, and, and what do they get out of that delivery? <laughs> Who knows how bucks. much could they possibly get? No, from, be no more than that. a couple. But that's of happening bucks. in this country. Yeah. So what I want, I know what I'm building here. I want it to almost be like, and I think Australians invented penicillin and we gifted it to the world. Yeah. Right. How good are we? Right. And um, I think that's the case. I'm not dead sure. I'm, I'm pretty Let's sure get, you're. I'm yeah. pretty sure you're right. Yeah. And so, but obviously, if a, an, an American drug company invented penicillin, you know, they'd be putting $8,000 a shot, you know, on it and, you know, making sure that, yeah, and it'd just end up in the web. Mm. And even then, I mean, you you talk about American culture and doing business there. I remember very quickly on the scene when we started to get traction in, when we opened up in Denver. Uh, Very quick in the scene, you know, all of a sudden lobbyists started to get introduced. Right. And we're like, mate. Come on. There's a van. There's a dude. Dude gets in the van, goes and picks something up, drops off. What do I want to do, fucking lobbyist, to yeah. get involved in that shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the there's a there's a there's a culture of let's get everyone on board and we get the stitch up perfect in line, and so we make sure when the you know the politicians voted in, and then yeah, you get the license and then this, and it's like oh. no one else can do it, and yeah. it's a it's a that's part of that's deeply ingrained in their culture, their <laughs> corporate culture. Yeah, but that's no, that's not cool. No, I don't. I, not yeah, I totally cool, agree with that. Very un-Australian. 100%. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's, there's, and, and, the, and the thing is, I think with Australians, uh, we have got, we are Americans, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm speaking like this, not because I read something or I saw a YouTube video, it's because I lived it, mm-hmm. right? I was over there, saw it, I was in tears sometimes listening to, Guys like you know, the, 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 listening to their stories about you know, how many kids they got, how much money they're making, how they live paycheck to paycheck, and how the numbers for Yellow Express would work for the, uh, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And we could charge a premium, and, and, and everyone could win. Um, and, you, and you knew it would work because it works here. 100%. And, and it did start to work there, but there was many things I was yeah. getting wrong mm. that I'm, I'm now getting right and have gotten right ever since. But, you know, you, you oh, I kind of lost track here a bit, but look. I want, I love the idea of uh, Yellow Express being that example and being that sort of, like, why on earth? I, I don't understand why big tech companies don't exist. I don't understand why, uh, I don't understand why the Transport, Transport Workers Union, and I'm a fan of the Transport Workers Union. I'm a fan of anyone that's all about workers' rights and and. and, and amalgamating power and standing in solidarity to get a better deal. I'm mm-hmm. all for that. No problems at all. And I don't understand why these other other uh, places like this, you can tell I'm shitting myself because I've just said Transport Workers Union. Hey, guys, I'm a massive <laughs> fan. Come and see me. I think I've even, I think I've even sent I, a few messages. Well, we won't put that shit like that. No, no, I don't care. I don't care. No, no, it doesn't matter. No, look, it doesn't. Look, look, I don't understand why... What 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 unions tend to do is they tend to, um, you know, set out with good intentions. Yeah. Uh, they've obviously got a history on, as to why they exist, mm. and they set out with good intentions. And um, but rather than go and you know um, spend money on arguments and lawyers to go and take this company to task and take this company and, and lobby governments and all that sort of stuff to fight for three cents or 10 cents a kilometre or a pay rise, a little pay rise here. Yeah, yeah. Why not just be the tech company? Mm. Spend your money on that. Yeah. Come and talk to me. I'll tell you how to blow your money on tech. <laughs> we'll have a meeting here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, you know, see, the American experience was horrific, and it's like, and, and that's what I was getting to. Australians, no one else has the ability to w- talk to an American and say, "Hey, mate, your breath stinks," but here's a tic tac, you know. And so, Australia, <laughs> for an Aussie, Australians have that ability to be able to do that, right? Because they get that star spangled bullshit rammed down their throat every day. Yeah, that yeah. you know, it's just, and 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 so we're a very lucky country, uh, and and uh, anyone that's either. Has has come to this country or has uh, is born in this country like all of us, right? Yeah. Uh, you go and live, you know, uh, and 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 see. Yes, sure. The 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 pool is yeah great, but there's also there's a hell of a lot of you know working class people there that are. It's just a, just a stressful environment, man. You know, as Australians and, and as an Australian businessman mm. that has a product that I think can be a global product. Uh, because I've seen it, right? Um, I just think that uh, I'd, I love the idea of us being that uh, the tap on the shoulder and say, "Mate, this is how you need to be doing it." Yeah. There's a quid in it for everyone. Yeah. Not every, not 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 all this revenue doesn't need to be funneled into some you know, sophisticated financial, you know, um, uh, tube that's that go and goes and benefits a few people. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't, why isn't the, 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 it's always been a question mark. How can, how can Uber not have turned a profit for so long when they're taking that much off the table away from the driver? And what is it about? What is it about that paradigm that, that they can't turn a profit on? It doesn't make sense to me. You know, I agree. Cause they're already taking so much. What, what, it, like not the ta- driver. I'm saying that I'm saying the platform. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, not I'm as if agreeing. they're applying a call center. <laughs> well, like, exactly. Like, you can't like call them. Yeah. Like, you know. So where's the money going? <laughs> that's a, it's it's a mystery, honestly. Crazy, and, but uh, apparently, the whole thing there is just on a side note. The re- the reason that the investors continue to give them billions of dollars is because they're waiting for autonomous cars, and at that point, they can get rid of the driver, and that's when it'll be super profitable. Okay, but look, let's let's think about that. Okay, Uber. And rideshare companies, and and uh, they they are not here. They might be second and third jobs, or they might be first jobs here for uni students or whatever, mm. right? But in America, they're first jobs mm. and second jobs. Mm. And so, what happens when when people are doing that for no money? What happens when all of a sudden the robots have taken over? And there's trouble. Yeah, real trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we're assisting in that process. Mm. So all of a sudden, I start thinking of my favourite movie, Terminator. <laughs> how the machines take over, yeah. and you know, I'm yeah. your modern day John, John Connor. <laughs> you guys don't even know what that means. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a Terminator guy. I was like, damn, why did he have? You to know s- what it means. All right, F- um, get that get that man a mic. Shocking. <laughs> I'm in shock. Can't believe I'm old. It's an inspiring story, and I, I mean that's why we love working with you. I think you got, like you've said already, your product is like one that doesn't exist in the market, and and the quality is really high. Like we we see the number of great reviews that come through regularly for for Yellow Express because you, you deliver on a, an amazing service, um, and the redefinition of the market and the way in, in which wealth is distributed through to the drivers is really really inspiring story as well and, 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 a, and a great prospect that hopefully we get to bring to Melbourne and we get to bring to Brisbane and then we get to bring to the US and um, 
And also we get to give to more couriers and we get to sign up couriers and, and, and turn them into DSOs or turn them into um, self-standing business people really is, sure. is what you do. Mm. Um, and that, I think that's really cool. I love the fact that you said that the US was a disaster. But the truth is, is that at least from the story you told, I think, I think, you, I think what it's delivered is actually an altruistic goal, a goal, yeah. that, a goal that's beyond just making money. And oh, that, um, me, that, I can see the excitement. Yeah. Money is so secondary to me. Yeah. Um, now, I suppose it, it's, it's, if, if you don't need it, then it's a different thing. Okay. Yeah, sure. But there's just so many people that need it. And there's, you know, um, I mean, I'll get off topic slightly, but on topic. So I met Donald Trump. I was a long story. It was only recently I got invited to Mar-a-Lago and there I was. Hello, mate. Shook his hand, all that sort of stuff. What was that like? It was like seeing a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Is he as orange as you expect him to be? He's a funny dude. Yeah. He's so knockabout. Like he's, he's, yeah, he just loves to be loved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the hair is amazing. <laughs> he combs it's it up halfway <laughs> from his back. <laughs> it's, 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 got he, a, it's got a life of its own. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, so and I think about the position. Let's just say he is a billionaire. Mm. He's an alleged billionaire. Okay, mm. If I was worth a billion bucks, like I've got 1,000 million US dollars in my account, yeah. right? And I somehow... Bullshit on my way to the, the, the president of the United States, <laughs> right? And they all bullshit their way to it. Yeah, of course, let's yeah. not throw him completely under the bus. And um, and the <laughs> like, what's the what, what's the uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore? Got, yeah, with the it's got with three the heads on heads, it. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. So why didn't he give him free health care? Well, why didn't he at least? bang on about it and and, and and by the way that sort of leads me to believe that the president of the united states isn't as powerful as the that's what people yeah so it's exactly you know, there's probably a bit of that but if you could and mm. if you did one of those you know i'm executive the president i've just got executive order and he just kept on doing executive orders i mean eventually everyone's going to get excited and then there's going to be some sort of revolution take place yeah and if he was backing that i mean if i had a thousand million dollars in the bank. I'm like, well, I don't want to do, I don't want to make another 200 million because I've already got a thousand million, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, because I'd want to be the next guy they're chipping on to Mount Rushmore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, I was wondering where that'd that was be the going. It's like, that's me, son. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to be the first Aussie president of the US. How would you get around Free healthcare. <laughs> so I, 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 I got politically engaged when I was... Um, and this is another amazing thing about you know the US and, and in general everything. I mean, the uh, the never been politically engaged. When I'm over there, you have to be politically engaged. Yeah. And I remember when I started to sort of yeah because I needed to get up to scratch with all the mm. shit that people were talking to me about this and left and right and this and Republican and Democrat and mm. you know it's all a bowl of shit. But just one's a whole bowl of shit and a half a bowl of shit. You know. <laughs> so, but there was one guy that was a standout for me, and and not because. I, I didn't, and uh, not, and this is the thing I don't get. So Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. right? He was the only politician that was saying things that he wanted for the American people. I'm just like thinking, well, he just wants Australia. Yeah, exactly. For America. Yeah. So you but know, he I'm labeled, he labeled about, it. He labeled it incorrectly, and then then then, then you're course, gone. You're gone. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know, but, but, but it's like, yeah, he wants, you know, my son goes to a great public school, mm. you know, and it doesn't cost money. You know, yeah, it's paid yeah. for by the, yeah. and then you get, we get free. Medicare. We all know we've got free healthcare. So here we are. We've got this guy, yeah. this old Jewish guy, eighty-year-old Jewish guy, saying, yeah. "I want to do this and I want to do that." And I'm thinking, okay, well that makes sense. Of course, he's going to get voted in because that makes sense. Yeah. But he got nah. stitched up. Yeah. Well, no, you know, he used the phrase by his own dem- people. Dem- democratic socialism, de- which is just the dumbest marketing thing to do because the right is never going to like that. You put socialism in, yeah, but, front, in, a, in, a, in a phrase and no one's going like, yeah, but, but, to sway si- anybody. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, mom's like, someone get me in touch with this guy. Yeah. I've got to stop. You know, <laughs> let's do, do this differently. Yeah, yeah. Make America Australia again. <laughs> like, you know, I've started thinking of blue, blue and red hats, you yeah. know, with the... the and it, so yeah. I just like, it's just bizarre. And people have been taught how to vote against their own best interests. Have, thanks yeah. to one of our guys. Yeah. You know? Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? Sadly, <laughs> Rupert. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's just incredible. Like people have been, and it even happens here. It does, yeah. I yeah, guess so part of the, the inspiration story of Yellow Express going to be Australia wide and then becoming, um, moving to the US, is empowering a bunch of couriers, and and that's what the Courier Academy is going to do as well, and is going to start out as a podcast. Tell us about how the Courier Academy is going to help couriers. Look, I don't know where it's going to. Where, where it's going to end up but it's definitely going to start with the bee that's in my bonnet and that is the unsung hero that delivery guy well mostly delivery guy that delivers your packages every day that gets taken for granted that has to deal with the stresses of of um, you know uh, time time limits uh, pop, uh, increases in you know, fuel quotas all that sort of stuff the real unsung hero is the guy that uh is the the, the, the good old courier so you're going to mm. sing their story 100 percent. so yeah. i want it to be a bit of a soapbox for the little guy and i think some of the more interesting stories and some of the most dedicated and loyal people that i've, I've encountered in my life and i've dealt with sophisticated people and i've dealt with the little guy and uh i've never been let down by the little guy and none of us are i mean the courier and and the people people and it, doesn't just extend it to uh, couriers only. It, anyone that's behind the wheel, anyone that's involved in the logistics and in that in that sort of tr- in that game, uh, the academy is all about um, is going to be all about uh, giving great advice to people. You think about it if you're if you're running around delivering parcels, you're not going to get a chance to talk to a sophisticated uh, accountant about a particular thing, the mm-hmm. advantage we could take off and the new tax law and all that sort of stuff. Yep. You're never going to get... So I've got those advantages of being able to do that and I want to make sure I can get it out to a wider audience and make, help him make his life a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable and a little bit smarter to do and all that sort of stuff. So it's just all about um, uh, a podcast where... You know, and some of, as I said, some of the most interesting stories I've I, I hear just from normal stories from normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to hear some of those stories because, like, if you think about it, the courier, like you said before, it's kind of like you see their face for two seconds yeah. and then they're off, and but no they, one actually connect gets to connect with them. But they deliver happiness. Yeah. They deliver endorphin rush. Mm-hmm. They deliver. Or they, they, I think they're the coolest people, and they're just forgotten. Yeah. and they're a commodity treat it like shit most of the time they don't make the money they should mm-hmm. and even though yeah we've created a little interesting thing at yellow express and obviously i want to replicate that make it bigger um but uh, there's still 
there's tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people right now today just in this country that I think could get better training, mm-hmm. could get better advice, yep. and could get a pat on the back. And that's what the Korea Academy is all about. It's awesome. Mm. Really looking forward to seeing the Korea Academy podcast go live and to working with you on bringing Yellow Express and the Korea Academy to Australia and then to the US and changing people's lives through delivering happiness and delivering a more equitable distribution of wealth through the careers um, and rev- revolutionizing the uh, career industry. We better get back to work. Yeah. <laughs>